0: This is AI Podcast not artificial intelligence agency intelligence our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams a platform for agents when people think of niche marketing they're thinking so small scale in real life agencies sharing their thoughts all you need to do is get in front of more people to transform an industry better coverages uh, better pricing better everything real the difference between givers takers and matchers agents I guess I took a slightly Different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, 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 everybody! Welcome again to another uh, episode of. Agency Intelligence, where we give you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that the industry makes you believe. I've got a special guest on today. A lot of you guys know him. If you're on Facebook and you're in the dental industry, you know about this guy because he is all over the place and he loves to share the mission that he's on. And we're going to get to talk about that mission because he wrapped up a 365 day mission I guess I should say and I want to talk about that but before I do I want to jump over and uh also Chris who's on uh, was one of the people to do this if you go to aibrainshare.com aibrainshare.com uh, I want to let you know it is happening at the end of October. It's the 25th, 26th, and 27th, I believe. It's the last weekend there in um, on that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of, of October of 2020. It will be in Puerto Rico. Um, it's going to be at a beautiful resort right on the beach uh, that has a casino attached to it. But that doesn't matter, because for three and a half days, we're going to be there. And for two days of that, we're going to do some straight brain sharing. But on the third day, Wednesday, that's optional for people. If they want to stay around. We're going to have three to five things that uh, you can meet with other groups and actually execute and develop them right there. So you get all the strategies for two days and then you'll be able to figure out what you want to do and execute it. And I'm going to have specialists from each one of these areas there to help lead and show how they do it in their agency. So it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. AI Brain Share 2020. Um, It's invite only. This is what I'm going to end with. I always do. It's invite only. I've already pulled the mastermind and I've got about 70 to 75 agents that said that they're coming. So they get an automatic invite. I've got eight sponsors that are each allowed to bring two people. Okay. And so that's going to go up to 16 to somewhere around 20. So you can see now we're around 90 to 100. And then I also have some indie tech carriers that I'm bringing in to sit in the room because this is going to be uh, part of Brainshare will be focused around indie tech, And there's going to be 20 of them and they're going to come by themselves or maybe bring somebody. So you can see now that we're already up to about 110 to 120 people before I start calling the list of 60 to 70 that I have. That means not everybody on my list is going to get in. So the only way I can find out about you if you're not on my list is to go to AI Brainshare and click on the waiting list and be sure to put your information there. And I will personally call you to see if you're what we need and uh, if you're going to be a good fit for Brainshare. It's not for everybody. That's why it's invite only. So once again, go to AIBrainShare.com, put your name on the waiting list. Registration is going to open up right around the first week of March. Uh, For the mastermind, it opens up the middle of February, so they're going to get to sign up first. So by the time registration comes, I I can't say this enough. Last year, it was sold out, and everybody called and complained and said, Jason, it wasn't fair. If you're a loyal listener, I've told you now for almost a year out. Okay, so please, AIBrainchair.com, sign up on the waiting list. And without further ado, Mr. Chris Green, the flood guru, Um, how are you doing, Chris? I am good. How are you doing this morning, Jason? And good, Chris. And you were one of the people, I remember I saw my team say that last week, I think you were one of the people that signed up.
1: Yeah, it's something I've been saying I've been wanting to come to for the last few years, and something always came up, but I'm determined to be there this year.
0: That's right. I appreciate that. You know, I mean, we're going to be on an island out in the middle of uh, of the ocean. There's a lot of water around. Water is what you study, what you help people protect their stuff from. And I'm going to get on uh, more with some of that stuff. But, Chris, just remind them from the prior uh, podcast we did. Maybe they didn't hear it. Are you an iPhone? Are you a Droid user? Oh, I'm an iPhone user all day long. And tell me what is the last app that you downloaded?
1: The last app that I downloaded uh, was I redownloaded my QuickBooks
0: app. Ooh, that redownloaded the QuickBooks app. I use we use QuickBooks in our agency. That's uh, I'm curious that you use the app. So what do you do? Scan in receipts with it? I do. Yeah,
1: yeah I've kind of got myself in trouble when I first started my company where I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So I take pictures, I upload everything in there now.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's good. We it's use a- Always update. What'd you say? The Harvest App. I also
1: always update. The Harvest App. What's that app? Uh, It's a time tracker. When I first started my company about almost right at five years ago, my brother's one condition was, hey, if I'm gonna help you with business coaching, here's my condition. And he turned me on to the Harvest app and it's a time tracker. So if I want to make $125 an hour, it tells me that I'm doing a 10-hour task. So it helps me determine do I want to automate it? Do I want to outsource it? Delegate it or do it myself?
0: Interesting, dude. I've never heard you talk about that. And 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 everybody on Facebook heard you talk about a lot of things, Chris. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you, everybody laughs when I when I give you crap on Facebook because everybody wants to say it, but Cass is the only one that says it, and they can't say it because they don't know Chris like I. Chris will smack you, but he won't smack me. I'm Cass, right? And he's Green. That's how it is. Chris, tell us about would you whether uh, would you hate to lose or do you love to win?
1: I love to win. You know, winning uh, it just does something to me. You know, when it comes to the losing part, though. I understand that you you learn something every time you lose. But it's just something about the winning just kind of keeps you going. You know, you get that momentum, you start going down a hill, and you go faster and faster, and you feel like you can knock down any wall. Mm-hmm.
0: It's hard to get that out of losing. It is, it is, it is, it is. And then sometimes you think you can knock down walls that you probably can't. And then sometimes when you're losing too much, you also think that that's always going to go on. So it's the it's the polar opposites or what are the are what are the issues. I, I do agree. Skill or luck? What's brought you to where you are? It's luck all day long for me. Luck all day long, huh? And you're a loyal listener. Isn't it crazy the differences and the the answers we get on this? It is, but I have a
1: different approach to luck than everybody else does.
0: Okay, how? So I'm a big
1: believer that, you know, God gives everybody a skill. You know, God expects us as individuals to continue to develop that skill so that when He puts that opportunity in front of us, we've taken that preparation and opportunity, which is luck. And we're only going to succeed if we've con- continued to develop that skill. You know, he's not giving us a skill, not just to do anything with it. He's giving it to us so when the opportunity presents itself, we can take advantage of it.
0: Correct. And Chris, I like that, and and I'm and I'm making a note on that because I'm going to tie that back into the podcast. Really good. I like that. You know, Chris, take us take us back to 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 let us know who you are. A lot of people know you because you post a lot about flood. Not being funny, being real a lot of people see you running around with a uh, with a hat on your head that looks like a pile of shit a lot of people see you um where you're talking with uh, hell, hell, probably the FEMA director himself, but way up in FEMA and helping them reclassify flood maps, trying to look at how we re-educate the um, insurance agency out there, how we start to actually give a voice to those citizens and consumers who say, hey, health, or, or this flood insurance is not enough for my risk, right? You're out there in the middle of all that. But take us back before, Chris, who were you before that led you to where you are now?
1: Well, really what led me to where I'm at now is I grew up with a severe learning disability. I wasn't even supposed to go to college, Um, but I had two educators who stuck by my side. I had a 1.9 GPA end of my freshman year. It took me five tries just to get past my first English course because of my learning disability. But I ended up learning what my learning style was like about my junior year of college. And I ended up graduating with the top of my class for my master's degree. And so when I graduated, I said, look. If it wasn't for these two people, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And so I really wanted to dedicate a life to education. know, I wanted to help put people maybe in a situation that I'm in that maybe didn't have that opportunity. And so that's where my passion of the education comes from. And that's really what got me into the insurance side was the passion for education, but also with my master's degree being in emergency management with a focus in hazard and flood mitigation. I wanted to do national catastrophe. And that's how I got into insurance was actually by accident. I enjoyed the sales side because I created a partners in education program that expanded the 12 states when I worked for Liberty Mutual.
0: Let me ask you a question real real quick, real quick. Uh, Well, sorry, sorry, sorry. We'll get back to that. Okay, Liberty Mutual. Sorry, keep going. Sorry.
1: So what I did is I created this program that focused on staff appreciation, student achievement, parent involvement, community involvement. And my agreement with the school was I would donate 20% of my revenue to them over the course of the year, doing different stuff. So when we got about through six years of that program with Liberty and when I worked for MetLife at the time, we'd given back about a million dollars. We had helped set up a scholarship program for kids with learning disabilities. And that was really what was driving me. It wasn't, hey, I have this much money in my bank account. Like, hey, maybe we can make a difference in someone's life. Like someone made a difference in our life. Mm-hmm. And that's what has led me to my whole passion now on the flood side. It's like, you know, I got tired of answering the questions when someone was standing in front of me or on the phone with me in tears because they had lost everything and they weren't aware of the things that were available to them before they lost everything. And that's really where my mission of the last year has come from.
0: I like that. I like that. I I know you better than most, Chris, and I had never put that correlation or you told me that relation for insurance truthfully i didn't even know that you had a learning disability until it's something that you went vocal with uh maybe probably mid this year and then i saw the huge appreciation that you gave to your mother i believe on her birthday which was in the last month or two right wasn't it
1: yeah it was just well it wasn't even on her birthday it was just as we approached that year and i started to reflect know, you have- know kind of what we had done but you know what her whole mission was you know she was my whole advocate She was the one who was in all those learning disability meetings. And then she passed away from diabetes about seven years ago.
0: Mm, mm -mm. So she, you know what the thing is? She didn't get to personally witness the success and what you're doing for other people to help them. But what's funny is, is she knew it before anybody else did. That's why she was in those classes. That's why she knew that she had a son that was going to make a difference in the world. And, And it's great how moms can see that. Moms can see that. When no one else can, when society can't or even the own person can't, it's, uh, it's really, that's why moms are special. Now, Chris, let me ask you this. You said about your junior year, you start, you hit your stride. You said is, uh, you said um, you lo- developed or realized your learning style is what you said. What was that? How, give me a focus in on that for other parents out there or for other individuals who may have um, some kind of disability when it comes to uh, learning What was that for you that you could give some insight to? See, for me, I actually
1: have a photographic memory. So I can look at a book, look at a page, close my eyes, and almost have the whole page memorized. And so using that to develop my learning stuff. But what happened is, is you grow up in these schools, you know, 20 years ago, even if it develops today, they're like, all right, if you don't fit in this box, then you've got a behavior issue. And that's where a lot of these kids get into these alternative schools. And when I worked at Liberty, that's why we worked with a lot of kids at alternative schools. It wasn't because they were bad kids; it's because they maybe they didn't learn in the box that teachers were telling them they had to learn in, and when they didn't fit in that box, they got frustrated. So they weren't bad; it's just they were acting out because of the frustration of, "Hey, I don't learn the same way you do. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come with me and help me understand that what's the best way for me to learn?" And that's what I learned in college, my junior year. You know, and once I got into also into things I was really interested in, like my business classes my emergency management classes, it did make it a lot easier.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So you realized that as you as you got older, you developing and figuring out your learning style in many different areas actually made you kind of realize that now you kind of, that's kind of an advantage of yours. Am I right?
1: I am. And I was on medication for 20 years and I was able to use that learning style actually pulled myself off the medication where I didn't have to take it again.
0: Wow. Fantastic, dude. That's fantastic. There's a lot of parents out there. And I say parents because I just, I talk to them and, and, and they're going through that frustration, you know, and, and some of them had learning disabilities when they were younger. Some of them didn't and can't figure out why a lot of them go towards the behavior route. We see that with, um, I was reading this article the other day, um, and It was uh, and, and it was talking about, about uh, black children and talking about that the black people don't have a crime problem. What they do is they have a mentor problem. I think that that, that can be in that and that ethnicity. It could be in, in many different others, but that happened to be the article that I was reading. And what made me think about that was, is I thought that it's ironic that they pinned it on... On, on black children and the fact that I think that that's so true, more true than anybody. But mentorship is something that lacks in a lot of areas, right? It, it lacks in, in 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 what we do in our day to day life, but also lacks specifically talking about this podcast in the insurance industry. I mean, mentorship is something that um, is it really really lacks. And do you do you agree with that? I mean, isn't that going back to some of your education?
1: No, I completely agree with you, especially in this industry that it really lacks. And that's why I think so many people fail is that, like, I'm in another marketing insurance group and everyone's like, oh, I just got my license. I'm ready to go to independent and do all this stuff from my own. And I was like, you don't even know where to put your next foot. Mm-hmm. Like, you need someone to guide you along the way. And they're like, well, I don't want to work for anybody. I'm like, well, that's fine. You know, come to an agreement with someone where they can help walk you, but you're going to fall flat on your face just because, not because I'm not saying you're not going to be successful. You just don't know what to do next. Trust me. I know. I've been there. And I wish I would have had that support. That's right. You know, I had IOA when I first got into industry. It Mm -hmm. would have helped me. out. You know, resources like that are really important. But I also think that's our job as veteran agents. Everybody's like, well, what am I going to get out of this? What am I? Don't worry about what I'm going to get out of it. Give back and you're never going to have to worry about your business in the future.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. And you, and you live that and you live that. And that's the truth. I think a lot of people say that, but you do live that. And a little shout out to my boy, Ryan Hanley. If you guys haven't checked it out, check out, go to ryanhanley.com. Uh, there's a thing in there called the inside. And the reason why I bring that up is because it goes back to kind of what Chris was saying. If you're new out there to starting an agency or you're getting ready to start an agency, you need to be in the inside. And what Hanley is doing is he's starting his agency from the ground up, like literally on week three right now. And he is recording all of the things he's doing, carrier appointments on the phone with them, the different things he's doing right now. He's talking about the different technology and he's discussing the demos and what he likes about this and what he doesn't like about that. He's starting to realize that technology stack in the industry is a real world word and it's a real problem. Um, He's starting to just talk about this. So go check it out, RyanHanley.com forward slash the inside. I don't know if that's actually the thing, but if you go to RyanHaley.com, you'll see the inside at top and check it out. I'm in there Um, right now. I think there's around 20 some people in there. He just started it a couple of weeks ago, but go in there, show your support and figure out um, what Hanley's doing because uh, one of the benefits he has, Chris, one of the benefits any new agent has is yes, they're new. Yes. They've got a lot to learn but boy, they're in an industry that they have an advantage over me right now. Because if they wanted to just use HubSpot for their marketing and just use uh, Active Campaign for their email, and that's it, I, I mean, I know those two basically do the same thing, but we use Active Campaign for the CRM function of it, not the email, but more of the. Um, uh, the uh, like the deals, like using it for prospecting. That's how we kind of use that. But my point is, is that it, it's it's really amazing some of the things that are out there that we can use. That it can re- you can really get lost in it. Am I right, Chris? I mean, how many how many technology stack? How many tech pieces of technology are you using?
1: At one point, I was using close to forty. Now I'm using about three, and that's you know I learned that several years ago when I got deep in automation. I was like, really, less is actually more. You know, you get all these tools, you look up and guess what? You didn't sell anything at the end of the day and your business is going out of business. Chris, in the could you
0: spend something that doesn't generate revenue? You're a loyal listener. You know that in the future, those who are who make it after the great separator will be here because they did less, not more. And your technology is falling right into that. Uh, there's so many people that say, "What are you talking about? How is less more? Less clients is more. Less companies is more. Less less uh, less staff is more." All of that when I say less is more, say they say cast that doesn't make any sense. Just keep plugging away and doing what you're doing, and listening to people in the industry. And one of these days, you're going to have a glass of wine. You're going to be in a state where where lead is weed is legal, and you're going to start up a doobie. And all of a sudden, you're going to realize, oh, that's what he means by less is more. I didn't come up with this. I'm just looking at what other industries are doing, who are way ahead of us. That's the one benefit, Chris, of being in an industry that's behind. It, you actually get to see what's going on before. I call it, Chris. I, I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about this on the master on the on the podcast. I call it the snowman effect or what the snow climber effect. You can tell how long I've said it. The snow climber effect ha- goes like this: that. The person who's in the front when they're going up Mount Everest, the person who's in the very front is the person who actually gets to the peak first. So they're the ones that gets all the limelight, right? But what's never said is is there was 15 guys or gals behind him that reached it literally five seconds after he did. Now, the benefit is, is that at the beginning, you get to get all the faulty raw. You get to get all the ignition and all the fame like, hey, look at me. Look what I did. And I was the first one. But the benefit to the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh person is, is they didn't have take the chance of falling down into the into the ice. Because as you're snow climbing up, they're all tied together because the first person is the one who has the dangerous job. They're the ones that the next step, they don't know if that's just a, a layer of, of snow and there's just an ice cave below it and they're going to fall in. That person also is the one who's pushing all the snow. They're the ones who have to walk through the fresh snow and and, and pat it down. So being the person that's last is not necessarily the worst because the second place guy didn't get noticed any more than the last place guy did. But the last place guy didn't have to push hardly any snow and he had very little risk of ever falling into one of those caves. So I call it that same, I call it that same method and that's what I say by new young agents today that are starting agencies. They're in the back. They have the least amount of risk, but they can learn from so much of everybody who's going on uh, in front of them and taking less risk. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally
1: makes
0: sense. That's the way that I see that in my head. And so sometimes in life, Chris, we just need to decide, are we okay with being two through 10 or is our mission to be number one? Neither, neither one is wrong or right. It's, it's to your own personality. I just think that if you want to be number one, don't bitch when you fall in the cave, right? You can't do that. That's part of the job, right? But if you want to be last place person, don't get mad when you don't get the recognition, what say you, Chris?
1: I completely agree. That's like, you know, part of the risk. You know, like through this past year, I, I've fallen on my face plenty of times, but I don't think you've ever seen me complain about it. It's part of the learning experience so that we can show others.
0: So, Chris, what have you been doing this year? I don't think you've been doing much.
1: Well, this last year, you know, I had this whole journey. of like, You know, I'm going to attempt to change not an industry, but I'm just going to attempt to change the flood conversation. Uh, through content. And my first goal was 365 flood education videos of 365 days, which we just finished. And then it was 150 flood blogs, 150 days, which we just finished. And 100 podcasts, 100 days, which we just finished. It's like, I want to use all this. I want to have questions answered before people ask them. So nobody ever has to really search for that answer again. It's there for them. So that they are prepared for when something happens. That They're not sitting there basically losing everything because they are prepared. And so that was my whole mission of the last year.
0: Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice, the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you, that's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners like me experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, We're more than just talk. Cass approved. And so and so you have went about this and you have gained recognition. I, I, I hinted to it at the beginning of the show, but you have gained recognition um, on a large scale when it comes to what you're doing. And I don't mean just nationwide, but I'm also talking about going up. There's people at FEMA and you're talking to carriers who are wanting you to take it to another level. Am I right about that? Absolutely.
1: You know, they're like, look, yeah. people won't listen to us, but they'll listen to you. So will you make a video on this? And honestly, we get a lot of our content from some what's called your write your own carriers or FEMA that says, hey, you know, we've got these changes coming out in a few months. Will you put a video out on this? Because people are more willing to listen to you. They feel like maybe they can trust you.
0: So they're reaching out to you, Chris, and saying, hey, we're coming out with this. Would you create a video?
1: Yeah, I've got a what's called a write your own carrier that says, hey, these changes are taking place, would you mind making a
0: video on? Wow, dude, I didn't know you had went that far up. That's pretty sl- that's pretty slick. And then and and explain to the listeners you did a little bit. The loyal listeners, tell them about the what you mean by write your own carrier. A lot of us don't write for a uh, flood. I know what that is, but tell, what's that mean? Write your own carrier. Write your own whatever you've got you got call
1: called it. email direct facility. and Then you got what's called write your own carriers, which is going to be like write flood bankers. Basically, what it is, it's a middleman who handles all the admin. You know, you upload stuff to their system and things like that, and that's called write your own carrier.
0: So every, even uh, no, Na- national general may give out flood insurance or everything. It's all being writ th- written through FEMA through the uh, National Flood Insurance Plan.
1: Yes, it's still being written through there. They're just basically the admin, and they're getting actual additional commissions because of that.
0: Right. You wouldn't – I I know this, Chris, but you wouldn't believe how many people don't know this, right? And probably this is some of the videos. Do you educate not only just the consumer, but do you have videos that educate the agent as well?
1: We do. We have separate actually playlists just for insurance agents, realtors, lenders. And now, you know, with our new division this year of doing the CE for insurance agents, realtors, lenders, even appraisers now across
0: the country, mm-hmm. uh, we'll
1: be teaching a lot of that.
0: Okay, wow. So you're going to start – so you're getting – uh you're getting your content approved through Department of Insurance in certain states, and they're going to start providing a CE for it.
1: Yeah, we'll be doing it in uh, all 50 states.
0: And so are you going to do that electronically? or Are you going to be in class, or how's that going to be done?
1: I think actually we're going to do it both ways. Um, the reason for that is I feel that people feel more comfortable asking questions in a class than they do on a webinar. Mm-hmm. Is they, for some reason, they will feel embarrassed, but you can really get them engaged in the conversation. But that's also how we generate a lot of leads for our insurance side is they see the educational value that we bring and they start asking those questions. And when they have a situation arise, they usually reach out to us. And so for me, it's actually pretty important to be in front of them and doing that class and answering
0: those questions. So Chris, think about it. Think about this. You're a loyal listener. You've heard me talk about this a lot. People don't like what they don't know. And when they don't know something, it causes anxiety and anxiety causes fear and means that they're going to fight, flight, uh, you know, or stand their ground to it. So what we're going to, what you're having here is you have people in a classroom or on a webinar. I've given this a lot of thought, Chris. They're on the webinar. They will not ask as many questions because they have no idea who's on. They see a name, right? But in a classroom, they still may not know that person, but 85% of communication is nonverbal. So, after that's why at the beginning of the class, no one asks any questions, but at the end of the class, at the end of the day, many people are asking questions. It's because our nonverbals have made us feel comfortable enough to not only engage with that person, to, but to maybe engage with the actual instructor. You do not have that on that webinar. So, I think you're right on, Chris, for what you're saying. And that's how you're going to get that engagement. And something with flood, anything with insurance, you've got to have like an open dialogue going back and forth because there's so many different variables that could be in there. And I think that that's, that's the right way to do it that the way you're doing it, that's awesome.
1: Well, it's also too that, you know, if we can get all those realtors in a room and we partner with another insurance agent, um, it can actually benefit them as well. So they'll help Mm, push it. Good. And so we're like, you know, and that's actually why we actually set up a third party company is so that uh, those insurance agents will actually pay our travel expenses to come out there and do the class uh, sometimes the board of association will pay the fee for us to teach the class, but they're like, look, you got a hundred realtors in a room for me. Um, that's worth 200 bucks for me.
0: Wow. Yeah. If you got a hundred realtors in a room, you better start charging more than that, Chris, because you're doing some moving and shaking. That is sweet, dude. So I see your angle here of how you're doing this. And it's not like, it's like, Hey, I'll do this and this to make money. It's Hey, I want to do this and this to educate. And Oh yeah, by the way, wow. If someone will pay my expenses, I'm more than willing to do it and pay me. That's what it's about. Ain't that right, Chris? Yes, sir. Are you writing any flood insurance yourself? Like Chris Green and his VAs, do they write flood insurance? I write every single bit of it myself. Every single bit. You just have you have one or two VAs, don't you, that just assist you on the admin side? Am I right by that? You yeah. do all
1: the quoting for me. Before everything goes out to the customer, I review it. I make the video, and I send it on.
0: And uh, what VA service are you using? I use CoverDesk. desk. Um, and I'll
1: tell you why. Uh, you know, I'm good friends with Wesley. The only reason I use CoverDesk is I got into a bad situation. This is what I tell people about being very careful about using VAs. I used the VA overseas. I thought I could do it myself and I almost got burned for $2,000 because they hacked my PayPal account and tried to pay themselves out of my bank account. And I was like, I'm never using another VA again. And, you know, CoverDesk came to me and showed me, hey, you know, this is where companies can really be very beneficial. And they really helped me through that process. And that's really the reason why I've used them is they do such a good job of helping protect me with their background checks and all that stuff. And I tell people, I'll never hire another VA on my own
0: again. I will only use agencies. I agree. I agree. I agree. And I don't know everybody out there, but uh, you are right. Cover Desk, Andy does a great job. Um, agency VA, Wesley Anderson, he does a great job. In my opinion, I don't know of many other people using other types of VA services, and except for Chris. I'm in these forums and they'll, and these people would be like, I can't believe you're using Agency VA or I can't believe you're using Cover Desk. You know? They charge $10 an hour and I can get it for $2 an hour. And I'm like, Dude, are you really serious right now? Is it not amazing? This is so funny. Here's here's what's funny, Chris. Uh, trying to turn in this subject a little bit, but not really. I've been asking people how much they spend on their se- security and their website. Like, okay, so like I've been asking people inside certain groups, how much do you spend on IT? Like for your computers, for software, so for viruses, uh, updates, you have a problem, someone comes and fixes your computer, however that can be. If it's an agency of one to two people to about 10 people, there's people spending on average anywhere between 100 to $200 a month per computer. I'm not joking with you, okay? This is in my mastermind. This is in Advisor Evolves Facebook group when I asked them. And and then I think, who is the other one? It was somewhere in LinkedIn I asked the question thinking maybe just all the people in Facebook are are crazy. And I'm not saying you're crazy if you spend that much. I just don't know what you're spending it on. And and here's the deal. If you have an in-house server – that's another question. That's another scenario and another what in the world? Why for another time? I get it. There's reasons why my buddy Christopher Cook has it. He's actually given me two or three valid reasons. I don't know if that would still make me want to have an on-site server, but I do see that there's some there's a lot of things with it. But do not tell me you do not have an on-site server, which a lot of them do. They'll say, no, it's in the cloud, Chris. And I'll say, well, how much are you paying? And they'll be like, oh, about $125 a debt. I'm like, how many computers? Uh, no joke. There's one guy in the mastermind. He, um, and and this is, this is, I'm not making fun of anybody. I am just saying this blew my mind. For 14 computers, he pays $5,500 a month. That's insane. I don't understand what they're doing. I I just don't. And And once again, to all you out there who are paying it, you're mad at me right now. That's okay. My job is to make you think. But, like, I'm just telling you right now, ironically enough, I've had to call my computer guy two times in the last month. And I can't even tell you the last time I have. I think I'm being cursed because I've been making this a big deal in these groups. But, Chris, like, I called my guy and he came down, like, in a matter of, like, I think 20 minutes. He was right down. He, and he's, he's, this is what he does for a living. Boom. He fixed it. He had me back up and going. He sent me a bill for $125. He was probably only there for about 30 minutes at most, but he sends me a bill for $125. I paid it. Like, like that's it, right? Like uh, that's it. Well, what about when you get a new printer? I, 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 I hook it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I put the ethernet cable in and I put the little disc in and it downloads the thing and I don't even do it anymore. Somebody else in my office does it. And so I start to think that, but yet, let's tie this back in, Chris. That same person will go hire a VA for two dollars an hour in, in 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 Vietnam. But they but they pay all that it just doesn't make any sense to me. It just doesn't make any sense. I just I just don't get it, Chris. And I want well, you
1: they don't carry cyber insurance. What'd you say? Or well, they don't carry cyber insurance.
0: Or they don't carry cyber insurance. I, I wonder how many insurance agencies like, like really go look at your policy right now. And now I would say this, if you've moved your policy recently, you probably have it because the data compromise and the cyber liability is being thrown into a lot of these bot policies. And it's actually a pretty decent policy. Um, it's actually pretty good uh, with the carriers I've been looking at, like nationwide and Erie and stuff. But I think that if it's an older agency that's had their same agency policy at the same place for the last 15, 20 years, yeah, if you're that person, I guarantee you, you probably don't have it on your policy. And it's nothing more than going to your account manager and saying, hey, put this on the policy or make sure that we have this. That's a very, very good point. It blows my way. I'm, I'm, I'm mind blown. Okay. I've been talking to other like website and technology people who have been paying attention when I asked this question and like some of them will hit me behind the scenes and be like, dude, I think I'm going to start an IT business. Like I'm in the wrong business. And these, these aren't insurance agents. they are other vendors. They're like, dude, I'm in the wrong business. Like I can't get agents to spend $150 a month on my program for their whole agency. And they're spending $150 a month to have someone monitor the computer it. Okay. I'll get off of it. I'll get off of it. Chris. It just blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. Some of the stuff that we do, some of the stuff that we do. So Chris, what's 2020 look like? What's your goals?
1: Well, my goal in 2019 was to create the content. My goal in 2020 is to use the content. I love it. I love it. Mother, like I tell people, you know, the time has come now for us to, I don't might want this to sound terrible, but it's for us to make money off that content. What I mean that is maybe through YouTube ads Other resources, maybe even create helping smaller businesses create content courses. Like understanding, hey, you know, how can I generate money for my smaller company off content? How can I compete with companies like Walmart without their budget? And so maybe showing them that. But the bigger thing is using that flood content now to really truly generate the business. Because I've got a goal of hitting a million dollar flood book by the end of 2020, which means we need about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in flood premium in the next 12 months. So I've got that broken down to the day. How many quotes, how many policies, average revenue, wow. everything.
0: And, and and as long as you look at that every day and follow that, it's amazing. In a year, you'll hit every one of your goals.
1: And so, yeah, that's my, and then in 2020, I have a goal, of 1000 pieces of flood content throughout the course of the year, through video blog or podcast.
0: No, I'm being serious though, Chris. I don't think people realize that. Like if you schedule out a whole year And you live day by day and look at it before you come to work, before you leave work, and you concentrate on making sure those numbers in 365 days, you'll hit your goals. I know that sounds silly, Chris, but you would not believe how many people make these goals. And then, well, that is one thing, Chris, we never do. And we need to challenge people that in 2020. If everybody truly is making all these goals, then at the end of the year, we should show them. We should share our goals and say, here's what our goals were. And this is what we're doing inside of our eight, inside of our mastermind. Uh, we are doing a 12 month symphony program where we're using this software called Symphony catalystinsuranceservices.com If you want to see it, but it's a ca- it's symphony, and we're using it to manage our KPIs, and we're coming up with estimated written premium and how much our revenue is going to be. And then the first one who actually qualifies and actually wins gets five thousand dollars. And that's something that, that we're doing here at AI Mastermind. And we're doing that so that we have a group of people who actually execute KPIs and actually realize that if you set a goal of 750000 in revenue for your agency, if you do these things, you actually hit it. I think somewhere around two or three months along, people just forget about these goals that they wrote about. And then at the end of the year, they get all hyped up again for the next year. But I wonder how many people truly go back and look at what their goal was the year before and uh let's well, it's just like a lot huh it's just like a lot of agency owners they make these huge goals and say for their producers and
1: you've got this huge goal for your producer but you didn't give them a roadmap of how to get there so how do you expect them to hit the goal if they don't know what they need to do today they only know what they need to do in six months we're not setting them up for success we're setting them up for no. failure
0: i mean here's the thing it's not that you set the goal it's not that the pilot has 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 orders to fly from St Louis, Missouri to Los Angeles, California. It's about does the pilot have the training to understand where he's going, how he's getting there, how the control, what altitude he needs to fly out, when he needs to come down, how long this should take. Those are all the things that the pilot knows before he gets there. I know an insurance. It's kind of, it's not that easy. We have to kind of teach them by, Hey, sit in the seat next to us, watch me fly this thing. And then in between, you know, picking the people up and dropping people off, I'll kind of teach you a little bit. And that's just the best way that it is, especially for the smaller agencies. Now i say total CSR makes that a lot easier, but I think that's how it goes. And I think that what you're saying right there makes so much sense. It's so simplified, Chris, but it's the truth. What person gets on a plane With a pilot who has no idea where he's going. It wouldn't happen. But yet, that's what we do in business. Sometimes we make life too complicated because we try to separate things and say, well, it's that way here, but it's not that way here. Folks, for the majority of things, it's that way, you know? And so that's the way that I look at it. And I love what you're doing. So you are going to utilize that. And you mentioned doing some YouTube ads. So you're, you're wanting to cash in on some of that to use this content you have to, uh, garnish people's attention so that then you can send them, uh, in a different direction, whether it's an agent finding you, whether it's someone finding you finding another agent marketing classes, what's your main goal?
1: Well, you know, in 2019, the reason I'm at where I'm at is because of videos, because of Nicholas Ayers, mm-hmm. made a video course. You know, he teaches psychology, the YouTube ads, and so we got to live into the YouTube ads last year. But I was spending so much time creating the content, I didn't get to spend as much time on that as I wanted. Now, one of the big things we do with ads is like we're not like your traditional insurance agent where they're just trying to grab all these people right now. What we're trying to do is with our ads, we use them as educational ads. So there's an area where flood maps changing in six months. We're hitting them with ads for about five months. Now it's not, hey, call us, call us, call us. It's hey, this is what's happening in your community. This is a process that you need to follow. And if someone tells you it's a different process, you want to be cautious because you don't want to get yourself into a bad situation. So what happens is they keep seeing that from us and they keep seeing us show them the process. So when the change happens, they generally reach out to us and say, hey, you're the only one that was willing to show me the right process. Everyone else just wants to sell me something. Gotcha. And so that's our
0: approach with that. It's more, it's what you, what you started with. It's education. It's, um. oh my gosh, I say this to my producers all the time. I forgot. Um, um, we're not here to sell insurance. We're here to help people purchase it. There is a difference. People that try to sell insurance are making a sell here and there, and they're just trying to make a sell. For instance, uh, real estate agents make a sell, right? They sell a house, they got to find something else. You're selling through education, Um, which is basically saying I'm going to, you have to purchase this at some time or you need to, and I'm going to help you understand why you need to and how to. But you're doing it in a way that's so passive aggressive that you know that the majority of them are going to say, okay, let me just call that guy with that shit hat on his YouTube channel. (laughs) Wait
1: till tomorrow. Tomorrow's video, I've got an umbrella hat on that I bought. I love giving you shit, Chris. I really, truly do, man. Uh, With Our insurance agents, they're like, you know, this one topic that is so difficult for us to understand, you make it so easy for us to refer our customers over and educate them and really get things taken care of that it's too easy for us not to partner with you.
0: It is. It's true. So I know you're, I I think you're a reader, but not a huge reader. You like doing, you like listening to podcasts and stuff. Am I right about that?
1: I do. I get too distracted. I try to read books as much as I can, but I get so distracted. But I do like reading them because um, I can break them down a lot easier than I can a podcast. I can go back to a certain paragraph and really read what I tell people is learning to read in between the words. You know, with, for example, StoryBrand was a book I recently finished because I'm real big on the Donald Miller StoryBrand because that's our whole approach with the education is we want to be the guide. We want the customer to be the hero. We want them to have the light bulb that comes on. And so that was one of the big books. Um, yeah, um, Marcus Sheridan. I just read his book again. Um, you ask, we answer. Mm-hmm. Which where a lot of our content comes from.
0: That's that's good stuff. And so, what podcast do you listen to out there?
1: Um, I've got I've got a ton of of I listen to. Of course, I listen uh, to yours. I listen to the Insurance Guys. Uh, I listen to Ryan Hanley's uh, inbound success HubSpot. I have about two or three I listen to for HubSpot. I listen to Neil Patel's daily podcast on marketing. Um, so there's a bunch of different ones out there that I uh, listen to, and I actually listen to the FEMA podcast every week. I have an Ian weekly podcast I listen to every week, and I actually pull a lot of their information out for our content.
0: Wow, that's fantastic! That is just great. And and where's
1: your agency located, Chris? Our agency Our, our agency is based in Alabama
0: and in Birmingham. In Birmingham, and if someone wanted to get a hold of you, if they wanted to find. Find you besides Facebook. Where could they go find you and look at your information and stuff that you've been talking about?
1: If you go, you can go to our YouTube channel, which is just youtube.com backslash c backslash guru. As I said, you can go to our Facebook page, Flood Insurance Guru. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can go to our website, floodinsuranceguru.com, where we put all of that content on there every day. And you can even check out our podcast on iTunes and Spotify which is the Flood Insurance gear route.
0: Yeah, you've done so much, Chris. And um, I, one of the things that I want people to take away from here is I think people know that you're a hard worker. I think people know that you're pumping out content. I mean, if they're anywhere on social sites, they know this. If you're not on social sites, yeah, maybe you don't know about uh, Chris Green, but definitely should. Every agent I talk to about you, do you is amazed at the things you're doing. I think some of the stuff we're all going to walk away from, though, is um is 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 the touching moment that you have about why you do what you do? Right? It's it's about that education. It's about the personal um, struggles that you had as a young as a young man to then figure that out because uh, you know you're blessed, right? There's so many people that don't figure it out, and uh, I think it leads to depression. I think it leads to drug addictions. I think it leads to suicides. A lot of different things, all because. Somebody was given a learning or mental capacity that doesn't fit inside this box. And I think we're learning and we're starting to become, you know, what's amazing, Chris, is that we start to the, the Me Too movement, the, the Black Lives Matter movement, no matter what movement it can possibly be, they're all great. They all serve their purpose. But what's amazing is, is every time we try to get to a purpose of ser- or a cause of serving mental things whether that's depression, whether that's mania, whether that would be disabilities of learning disabilities, no one wants to talk about it. It's like this taboo thing. And I have to admit, um, I've talked on my podcast about me having a mental illness and, and it was something I didn't even really truly want to talk about either, even though I know it's there since 2005 and I'm, I'm medicated for it. And I don't think that, and it's to the point where I never really wanted to hide it, right? That was never my intention. My intention was never to say, oh, it's not there. My intention was, is it didn't become that important because it was just part of who I am. But as I run into other agents, as I run into my other friends that I got from high school that I see all the time or I'll see once or twice a year, and I open up to them about the, um, my, my struggles that I, that I have. And they say to me, Cass, I think I have that. And I didn't want to go get help or I didn't want to go talk to somebody until I heard you talk about it the last time we were hanging out. And I started to realize because Chris and to all my listeners, I want you to know this. Why I started agency agents influence was because as I would go around and I would talk to agents about things back in 2010, 2011, 2013, or 2012, the big guy would send me around and I would, and I would tell, and I would tell what I was doing on Facebook and all this stuff. And I would have agents come up to me and they would tell me, they would say, Jason, they would say, I got to tell you this idea that I have. And they would tell me and I would say, wow, that's a great idea, right? That's great. Like, why haven't you told that other people? And they're like, I have, and no one will listen to me. And so I'm telling you because you have the microphone, people will hear you. So if I tell you, And I thought to myself, that's why I created Agents Influence is giving a voice to those who have no voice. If you're a loyal listener, you've heard this a lot of times. But over the last six months to a year, the reason why I've spoke about my mental illness is, is because I think those people need to be heard. It's not so much just about hearing the ideas that can change an industry, the ideas that can move it forward. It's about hearing the struggles of agents out there. And some of them may be in between those walls of when they're in it dealing with their employees and dealing with their staff. But the majority of struggles we have are just compounded inside of those walls. The majority of the struggles we have are things that happen before the lights go on and after the lights go off. And I think that I want to keep this agency intelligence. And I want to keep this Agents Influence podcast what it is, but I think we don't ever need to steer away from the fact that sometimes the real issues, the real agency intelligence, the artificial intelligence that we're trying to get through is just not in this industry. And it's people like you, Chris, that are willing to stand up and say, I'm doing this and that because I believe in a better cause. I believe that people are being wronged here. I believe that there's not enough education. I believe that people just straight up just don't know what they don't know, and I'm here to tell them what they need to know. But it's the fact that you're relating it back to a learning disability that struggle you struggled through that now you've come out of and to what you're doing is just an inspiration to those who have disabilities but can you only imagine what it is to those who have learning disabilities chris i don't think you know the impact i don't think that you know the wave the flood that you're going to cause to success of other people by being open about those things. And I applaud you for that. I applaud you for your, 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 your flood maps. I applaud you for the husband you are. I applaud you for the insurance agent you are, but I applaud you for the human you are to be able to say that out loud and to give hope to other people. Cause that's what this life is about. Appreciate it, Chris.
1: See, well, people. Well, thank you. Well, what people don't realize is, you know, my time with video could be limited. You know, that's why I'm doing a thousand videos in a thousand days. I have something called uh fibrous dysplasia that's on the front of my brain. I've had it for several years. But what happens is it's wrapped around my optic nerve. So when it comes out, so does my vision. Now it might be 10 years. It might be 15 years. It might be 20 years, but at one point more than likely my vision's coming out. And so I want to be able to, you know, if that happens, still back and say, look, I took advantage of what I had when I had it so that when it was gone, it was always going to be there.
0: Oh shit. That's so powerful, Chris, Chris, I think people get to see a little bit of you that they don't see every day. Keep doing what you're doing, Chris Green. And uh, if you do, you're going to continue to make that green. Um, I don't think, as I said, that, that you're you're living a great example for your family as well. Hard work always pays off, man. Chris, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, and, uh, and we'll do it again soon, brother, okay? Sure, thank you. And keep in mind, this has been Agency Intelligence, where we gave you real agents. Chris Green, inside a real agency's flood guru is basically what I call him. And we're giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that the industry and the world tries to make you believe. This has been Jason Kass, So Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. I am out. Are you looking for an insurance community to join? Have you heard of the LAAIA? The Latin American Association for Insurance Agents is just not for Latin's. Their focus on diversity and inclusion over the last few years has made this 54-year-old association one of the fastest growing and the most dynamic associations in the industry. With established chapters in Florida, Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver, it's no surprise this association has the attention of everyone in this industry. Their upcoming national convention on beautiful Marco Island includes keynote speaker Tricia Griffith, the CEO of Progressive. National leaders from around the country like Marshberry, Vertifor, Lula, and more will be here on center stage as well. And whether you're an independent agent, a captive agent, life or health agency, or even a financial services professional, this association offers you everything you need to network and grow your business. Make sure you check them out and consider joining me, Jason Cass, at the next upcoming convention. It's going to be August 21st, the 24th at the JW Marriott on stunning Marco Island. This has been cast approved.